welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a five-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is November 21st. Oh, man, and oh, man, what a day to be trading today. Everything absolutely falling off cliffs. Uh, grayscale trading at hundreds of dollars lower or thousands of dollars lower in the case of Bitcoin than the actual spot price. We've got a lot to talk about today. I am joined by Jay and Pio. Welcome, guys, as always. Hey, what's up, man? Happy to be here. You know, just lighting the world on fire a little bit more, like <laughs> always, right? <laughs> it's always great to have your torch, mm-hmm. as we say. Um, yeah, so we'll be talking to those guys about their perspectives of what's going on. Obviously, Jay, I think, has a bit more of a bearish perspective going forward. But let's jump right into it. As always, on Monday, we take a look at our macro charts. So we're going to start out here on our weeklies of Bitcoin and ETH. We are potentially looking at triple confirmation back to the downside as of this week's close. We did not get it on yesterday's close. So we still have six days to either turn this thing around or to essentially stalemate the price action and keep it around this level and more than likely TC back down. TC, as we know now, would fully invalidate the previous triple confirmation to the upside, which is a very strong signal as far as these things go. We could be moving into a whole new range um, that we haven't seen since before January of 2021. So very potential bad news going forward, um, at least for the bulls. Um, Obviously, if you're a trader, this, you know, as long as you're potentially looking for the right direction, everything um, A-OK. Looking for those lower prices. The next major level that we can see here on both ETH and BTC are going to be sitting around $770 as per ETH or even 900 may come in as a key level support for us. And as far as Bitcoin goes, we're looking at the next level at around 14,000. If it breaks 14, you're probably much closer to $11,000. Those are just key level supports that we can see in the midterm, short term. Major level coming in at $10,000, all the way down to nine. As far as ETH goes, major level sitting at 400. So some potential much larger downside action to come if we do fall through this level. We have not yet confirmed, at least on ETH, um, through this level yet. We haven't broken below 1100 on a closing basis, at least in those macros. As far as daily goes, we're in the same boat. But this is sitting at around 1050, 1060. Um, so if we get a confirmed daily close below that level, I would be looking for the next level to hit, which is going to be somewhere between 900 or 700, depending on how much volume momentum comes in. Yeah, as far as everything goes in the midterm macro, everything's TC'd down already. Dailies are very clearly turning themselves back down. We never ended up TCing up in the first place. Money flows are turning down. Red dots are hitting. It's, uh, yeah, not a great thing going on right now with the markets. And of course, there's a bunch of bad news going on in the background between Genesis having a huge amount of issues. Um, I'll be getting PO to talk about that a little bit later. And as well with the whole FTX hack debacle 
a shit ton of ETH is getting sold onto the markets, millions at a time. So ETH, you know, potentially does much more percentage in the downside fashion than Bitcoin does. I'm not saying Bitcoin's not going to fall as well with the rest of the market, but at the same time, ETH has much more potential just with all the back-end bad news and hack amount of, of ETH being sold upwards of 200 million plus. So definitely something we need to keep our eye on and just be aware of that someone is trying to force the price lower than potentially we could have gone in this whole thing. As as I said, though, I mean, ETH, as of right now, still holding above the uh, midterm, midterm macro lows that we had back here in June and July. So potentially still could be looking at some sort of double bottom, at least on ETH. Bitcoin has already pushed below its lows as of June, July, and potentially could be turning itself back down as of right now. The only thing that I can see is potential for divergence somewhere in our daily or three-day. It would have to turn up with massive amounts of momentum and volume in order to validate some sort of idea uh, with divergence. Because as of right now, we, we were starting to see divergence start to play out. And since then, the momentum has actually shifted back into the downside fashion. So I'd say over the next two to three days, if Bitcoin can't start to recoup price action, pushing itself back into towards 17,000, you're potentially looking at a much harder rejection and move to the downside still. So just be aware of that when we push ourselves down into our four hours. Um, again, starting to potentially see signs of trying to turn around with massive amounts of divergence coming in. But at the same time, the momentum of the money flow is pointing straight down. We potentially are looking at re-triple confirmation again on the four hour in the Bannacle Touch Me zone on ETH and close enough on BTC where it would be valid for a Bannacle Touch Me zone touch, essentially just meaning that there's potentially a much bigger drop coming. So again, being aware, we are pushing below our 618 on e on BTC right now on the four hour on ETH. Uh, we're pushing closer towards the zero line Feb, which is sitting closer to a thousand bucks. And if we get the confirmation, we're probably going to see some sort of bounce back towards this key level of 1100 to maybe even as high as 1200 for the FIBs restructure themselves back into a bearish posture and we take the next step down. I would look at this as a three wave type of move where it takes another, it, it continues lower, takes a step back up for relief, rejects off of resistance again and takes its next step down, wherever that's going to be. So. Not a lot of good stuff going on in the crypto space right now as far as as far as everything's going. Um, heading over to our US 10-year and our Dixie, we can see that the US 10-year and the Dixie are both in some sort of, they've, they've bottomed out. There's hidden bullish divergence, uh, at least on the Dixie on the daily. And not great news for us in the uh, traditional space or in the crypto space. If we were to re-triple confirm back up on the dailies, we could be moving as high back again as 110, 109 on the Dixie for it sees rejection again, or it could actually be using this as a move to break higher from these all-time highs, or not all-time highs, but local highs in this region. I mean, there is divergence, convergence, but we would need to see a secondary converging wave, something stopping us before we hit 4% again and turning ourselves back down in order to see the rest of the markets 
use this as momentum and not downside momentum. Um, the S&P today, not really moving a whole ton, kind of stabilizing itself out again, I think just with all the, the friction of everything going on in the background and the uncertainty of what the Dixie and the U.S. 10-year are going to do in the medium long term. It's kind of sitting still right now, just kind of debating whether it's going to try and break up again or if it's going to find a lower high and reject somewhere below 4,000 points. So that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. There's not a ton else really to talk about. The altcoins absolutely got rejected super hard, Chili's especially. Um, we've been talking about this a little bit. There is some nice bullish divergence in the shorter term, medium term, potentially hitting support again, but we're right on the cusp of resistance. And I feel like we're just going to continue to range within the 17 cent to 27 cent uh, levels for the next little while while everything else figures itself out. Dominance of USDT, potentially looking at taking another big step to the upside, some sort of bull flag, meaning that the dominance of USDT is going up against Bitcoin, meaning that more people are selling Bitcoin and jumping out into Tether or stablecoin. So again, not a great sign or the price action of the market. Jay, I think it's a good time if you want to jump in, man. I know you got a lot you wanted to talk about with uh, the charts that you've been looking at. So go yeah, ahead, man. my friend. Yeah, happy to chat. Um, and uh, I guess today's probably going to be a little bit more beneficial for those that are in the Crypto Games Discord and you know live during this podcast, because I just want to talk about a couple things I'm seeing on the chart and how it's, <laughs> yet again, despite news, everything you... Uh, <laughs> in the world it's always like yeah well the news came out and that's why it dumped you know no we were gonna go up but this happened that's why it dumped or you know it's like well in reality everything's pretty much baked into the chart you know it's just when is the gasoline gonna get poured on the fire you know um and some sometimes it doesn't happen but pretty much yeah it's baked in so uh on bitcoin i've been really taking this time during the bear market to study market structure so much and it's pretty much all i talk about uh, and, uh, and I, I love using triple confirmation cause it gives me a bias, right? And like the month is still triple confirmed down. And I just always know that in the back of my head and even the weekly barely did triple confirm up, but it was like momentary as of right now, cause it will re triple confirm down after this week. Of course, who knows? It's only Monday, but, um, you know, it's giving me that bias as well too, to help me out with, you know, my decision-making and to give a little bit of context as to why we've been stopping where we have been um, and why we're finding support where we have been, I'll show you a couple of things um, that I've really noticed here on the chart on Bitcoin. So if we were to go back on, this is the weekly chart I have pulled up here. And if you look in December of 2020 and you look at the 7th of December, that's actually the low that we held, the weekly low wick on the 7th of December weekly candle. That's actually the low we held back in June of 2022, right? When we came down to 17.5. Mm -hmm. You can see we wicked right to it, right? And that's, that's, that was our bounce point, okay? Well, intentionally, the bears, we had, a, we had a, a bounce, right? And then we had a lower bounce after trying it again. And then one more last try, and it was just over and over, lower high, lower high, lower high, descending triangle broke down below. Now, at this point... It's looking like the next level down is the one being tested and held as support, which is two weeks before that, the 23rd of November. 
it was our next weekly low support. And you can see clearly this weekly held barely, right? The bulls barely held this up at 16,300 on the close and it was 16,200 was that wick low, right? Yeah. And then they did it again with a doji last week, that weekly closing. We held it by about 40 bucks. Now, that's not exactly convincing. It's not a giant hold. A doji can indicate some sort of reversal. As of right now, the bears are pushing below it. You can see we're actually, of course, we have over six days right now mm-hmm. but uh, on the weekly candle. But the bears are actually pushing below it right now and trying to close below it. So what I'm looking at here is, okay, well, where's our next low or where's our next meaningful point, right? If the bears close below this, where are we looking right because that's that's what happened previously in 2018 is we held this wick uh all the way back here on the weekly chart still on the 5th of february uh 2018 we mm-hmm. wicked down to six thousand dollars and then we held it we held it we held it we held it four times right with l- smaller bounces every single time on the way down and then eventually the bears were able to close below it and then look what happened Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of monitoring this and trying to figure out, okay, well, where's our next spot? And I've got a couple couple position or uh, thoughts in particular here since <laughs> the, the lows aren't really th- much of a thing after those two, right? Uh, in the November and December ones I was talking about that we're trying to close through. But if you mm-hmm. look at the monthly chart, this is where it gets a little bit more interesting. So we have our monthly close all the way back in 2018, the all-time high at that point in the previous bull market. Mm-hmm. And that monthly close was at 13,700. That would be, you know, and that's where we wick to also in June of 2019 and that little mini bull run which started this new one that we just had. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a that's kind of where I'm looking if we were to close below this um this weekly low. I'm really watching this big time. I'm basically it's if we close below sixteen thousand dollars on the weekly on a regular candle, I'm expecting you know fifteen thousand fourteen, and eventually, I think we're going to hit this thirteen thousand seven hundred spot. Whether or not that's going to actually hold, I don't know. I think we'll get some sort of bounce. I mean, it would make sense. We're in the thirteens. It, it just makes sense, anyways. Of course. But is that is that the target? You know, because in bull markets, supports are memes, right? So then I look at this and I start thinking to myself, well, what would be what would be the bearish target for our low that we could retest another one? And that literally gets us all the way down here, all the way down to like possibly ninety eight hundred. If you know, we have this twelve thousand support here on the weekly that you know that we have we never retested, but the last low is all the way down at ninety eight hundred. So we have a few things, you know, a few spots below us that really have a lot of interest to me. I'm seeing 13.7, seeing about 12,000, which has been discussed in this uh, on this podcast many times as potential, of course, right? And then even a wick down to that 9,800, if something catastrophic happens, it, there's potential for that because that's our next low, the way I'm seeing it here. So, um, yeah, just some food for thought. I know, of course, it's like I'm putting gasoline on the fire and. You know, um, I wish I could be like, yeah, we're going to hit 50K tomorrow. I trust me. I really want to be bullish. I do. But I'm just seeing what, you know, uh, playing by what the market's telling me. And so far, I'm just still seeing lower lows, you know. Yeah. And I mean, again, I don't, you know, I don't disagree with you. I would say that on the midterm macro and the macro outlooks, those are probably levels of where we're going to see the monthly 
Like I don't see, I don't think we're going to see a monthly close below thirteen thousand. But that doesn't mean that within that month we can't wick down into ten or even if we exactly you know close the daily below ten, we go all the way into eight. Yep. Or whatever that may be. I I really liquidity exactly. Once you start falling off a cliff, you know it's just it's just you got more and more people behind you falling off too and trying to pull yourself back up at that point is it just gets increasingly harder mm-hmm. exactly yeah exactly and you can see on this on the monthly in 2018 that bull run <laughs> the wick on the top of the monthly candle had a, it was almost 44 percent price increase on just the wick right so yeah it closed at 13.7 but i mean the wick hit 19.7 so yeah, mm-hmm. exactly like you're saying. You know, there there can be some sort of ex- actual extreme capitulation, right? And then a close above, and then continuation of the run, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see the last monthly low close as well. This is what gives me more confluence here. Here is that here's the monthly as well here too, and you know we were holding this monthly low from you know we tried it, stayed above it for a while with the weekly. Now we're trying to close below this monthly low as well. So if we do that, where's the next one? All the way down at 9,800 on the monthly. So, yeah, it's a, it's not exactly pretty for bulls, you know, or people that are holding, you know. Um, but uh, also, you know, even the macro fib. If uh, I, I love this Fibonacci. It's absolutely amazing. The, the pull from the uh, 3,100 low in December of 2018 all the way to 69,000. And mm-hmm. you can see pretty clear as day there. Um, we had some interaction with the 382 level. We actually pretty much perfectly rejected from it at uh, 21,200 when we came down to 15,000. All right, so we've had some interactions with it there. And the golden pocket is down at 10,000, 9,000. So just more food for thought, really, you know. But like, I, I truly believe we get down there, then th- that's it. That's it. The enough divergences are going to be built up, enough sellers are going to be pushed out. Real big buyers are just going to literally just step in and throw their money in. Um, I firmly believe if we get there, that is the low. I, I don't see us continuing from there. Right. And I feel the exact same way. I really don't see us going any lower than $8,000. It would break too many structural points of the, of the entirety of the chart in order to get below that level. It would still give us a confirmed higher low overall on that monthly macro. Everything else in between would still be held up. and. You know, you're right. Like we haven't really had that major, major capitulation. We 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 have and we haven't, right? Because obviously we had a major capitulation after we topped out the first time. We had a major capitulation after we broke the lows of that first capitulation, right? Between the dropping from thirty uh, into seventeen the first time, you know, it's just is this going? Is this last move going to be a stronger move, or is it actually going to? It'll itself out and buyers come in ahead of time of of expectation, Um, which is still very possible, too. There's a lot of money on the line right now for large investors and head funds and stuff, you know, like uh, what's his name there? Um, Shoot. Michael Saylor. Yes, (laughs) yes, 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 exactly, exactly. Mr. Mr. Saylor, you know, has a lot on the line right now. And I just don't know if his investors and his people and himself are going to allow the price to get that low, um, if they're going to be able to DCA into that price. 
you know, but again, it's just at the point of, is it going to completely fall out of control or is someone going to come in here, pick it up and start scooping it up at this price? Which I mean, at the moment, I think ETH at least is at a very fair valuation price. 1100 I mean, you know, towards $1,000, it's a, it is a meme level on its own. Bitcoin maybe still has a little bit more room to go. But I agree with you that that thirteen thousand ish uh, to twelve thousand ish is is one of those meme levels. So I don't think we're too too far away, you know. And again, if ETH takes a step into nine hundred, while Bitcoin takes its step down to thirteen or twelve, and then starts to recoup from there, that would be all fine and dandy. But at the moment, uh, anything that we had that was bullish technical wise is pretty much gone. There's still potential for divergence. In the short term, at least, um, maybe some sort of bounce back in towards 17 or 18 to try and pull us out of this thing. We still have somewhat decent bullish divergence and stuff going on in the four hour potentially. But again, it's just it's one of those things where if you don't get momentum, you don't get volume coming in in the next couple of days, they'll, you know, they'll essentially the bears will see it as the bulls are not defending this level. The buy pressure will disappear. And we'll take that next step down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And right. yeah, uh, uh, with the drop down here that we had down to 15K, and I know we had a really nice bounce back up to 18,000, which was great, right? Uh, back uh, early well, on the 10th of November. Wow, it was only 11 days ago. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it seems like it was a while ago already <laughs> to me. But if I had this parallel channel running here, actually, on the 9th of November, uh, connecting it the two lows, ninth and the thirteenth, and then I took the uh, candle body close here on the tenth. I'm on the hourly chart here, by the way, uh, and you can see we actually broke through the channel and retested the channel as support. And now we're actually running back into we tested the same exact uh, low at fifteen five eighty. Depends on your exchange, of course, um, but we just tested it, got a little rejection, but now. We're trying to hold support at the previous, the previous low here on the 13th of November. So I'm kind of wondering if this is going to accelerate here, or if those divergences are going to just suck us back into this channel, like you said, because it's kind of like bear flagged. I have it inverted, of course, uh, on my chart here, so it looks bullish, right? But it's easy to see it that way, right? So, um, but it kind of just bear flagged and kept going. But I'm, I'm wondering, yeah, if those divergences just suck us back in then mm-hmm. this channel has been really effective and uh, I would definitely, definitely use it. Right. It could be what we need to stagnate ourselves in this price for a while just to build up some strength before trying to bump back above 17. Because mm. I think right now that's the most important thing for the bulls is getting above 17, pushing into 20, seeing reaction of what happens around 20, and then going from there. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But ab- absolutely. I mean, as far as this goes, as far as this type of bear flag, um, I think a lot of people are were misinterpreting it as more of a uh, symmetrical uh, triangle, and rather what it what it actually is as of like a ascending or um, like f- I think that the bottom of the flag is actually where we are right now, essentially at that low. Mm-hmm. So more of an uh, you know an acute triangle. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, we start getting into isosceles and all that stuff, don't we? Exactly. Can't just make it easy, up or down. No, 
No. Uh-huh. I th- you know, I think we would have had more pressure here if this was already broken, right? We've obviously pushed back down to the low, but we haven't smashed through the low yet, right? So like I said, I think that as we'll have to see what happens after close today, today's close coming in, depending on where price action is, should, uh, should give us a much clearer answer. Exactly. Daily, right. If we can kind of move up another couple hundred bucks, let's say we close into fifteen seven hundred or fifteen eight hundred. I don't think that we will have a true daily lower low close, at least in the shorter midterm. Yeah, that's what I'm watching too. If we can keep the daily close above fifteen eight, I would say, then I think there's hope to come mm-hmm. back up. But if we close below that, then that would be a close below the previous daily Wicklow and the 14th of November. Um, And that, and that would just indicate further continuation. You know, if you were to just flip it and look at it from this point of view, you know, it just, it just looks, if you invert the chart, how bullish does that look? You know? Right. But we'll see. Yeah. If we, if we don't, if we pull back in, we just wick, maybe we wick below the low here, which we're actually just about to test right now. Um, Mm -hmm. and then pull back in. I think that's possible. Uh, but, uh, well, look at look at how this is playing out. Actually, on my chart, it's kind of funny. Oh, crypto! <laughs> oh, crypto! Yeah. So anyway, that that's it. Uh, you know, just ruining uh, ruining everyone's day like always with uh, with more bearish news. But I actually, I thought uh, I just want to be a little bit more informative because you know, I pretty much have fun. This is like a video game to me, you know, and I want to understand it. And yeah, I think I'm figuring it out pretty well, and want to just share with everyone. Absolutely, man. Again, we appreciate your insight. Um, Pio, maybe if you want to jump in here, tell us a little bit about uh, what you've been reading about the Genesis CEO and what's been going on over there. I'd love to get some more information about that. So we were talking about it a little bit about before the podcast. No worries. And it's it's kind of super interesting, actually. Um, I checked a few Barry coins there. And um, near, which is a, a big one in their bag, that, that seems to be short squeezing right now. Um, so yeah, like we're, we're just seeing so much selling in the market, so much pressure since the FDX blow up. Um, and now Genesis are, you know, there's a lot of questions about them and obviously GBTC trading at uh, a bit of a discount, although it's kind of recovering a little bit now. Um, if they were to go down, yeah, that's a lot of who's left standing, <laughs> you know. Um, mm-hmm. I almost argue like outside of Bitcoin, they're as important as as micro strategy, micro seller, you know, um, it's the amount of shit coins that they've, you know, they're, they're probably the largest liquidity holder of um, by now, and and the access to institutional as well, and um, the reputational damage it would do would burn a lot of people who kind of like a lot of institutions and, and bigger money who got into crypto through, you know, grayscale. Um, yeah, so that's a big worry, but like I, I don't want to say any more than that because it's so hard to get reliable information other than exactly what's written in the charts, you know, um, on that one at least. Um, so yeah, like between that and the ETH hacker, uh, FTX hacker selling off the ETH, it's 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 you know we're we're really in tricky, a tricky situation here, um, given the the levels below us. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But in the same sense, you know, after scanning some alts, like on a one on the four, they they look 
maybe nice for a bounce actually like a lot of statives um on a short term and perhaps see if they turn out at this level at these levels which are pretty important and whether maybe uh this week might be a fake out week to the downside you know mm-hmm. because looking at um just keeping my eye in chat and saying hey ash how are you <laughs> uh ash has been around a while um you know maybe I'll give her my answer to these questions, but I think long-term in crypto, I, I kind of commander with those comments come to mind, and that is focus on Bitcoin ETH and you know, grab some good alts um, that are pretty well researched, and obviously TC token because it's a real project <laughs> and very relevant, um, and how high we can go down the road, like if crypto doesn't shite its own pants i think across the board until until christmas um I, I still think the markets are gonna gonna go up a bit and it might be some some good opportunities yeah it's definitely it's definitely possible i mean as you said you know we just have to bank on our technicals that everything will either start working itself back up or we'll get all the confirmations that we're going to get continuation here and take that next step to the downside. I mean, it's it it feels much more uh, possible and valid now that we've seen some of this stuff invalidate. You know, the weekly triple confirmation was one of the biggest factors in why we were looking at even um, taking starting positions to the upside, right? And that if it invalidates, it'll be the second or third weekly invalidation that we've had in a row. You know, and it's just like the bulls can only take so much before they throw the flag, you know, throw in their flag, give up on what they've been trying to do. And you have essentially a a perfect storm situation for massive sell off, right? So much fear gets pushed into the market. People start, you know, giving up and hope gets thrown out the window. And that's when the big boys step in, right? As soon as it, everyone's given up completely. That's the time to be buying when everyone is like, okay, it's it's going to zero. It's dead. Nothing's ever going to happen again. And, you know, that every every uh, time in history that we've seen that sediment come to light, it's just, it's usually always the best time to be picking it up. So I don't think we're exactly there yet. We are dang close, but there's definitely still potential downside um, on the books right now i think you're dead right i i feel that maybe we should make a a bottom signal triple confirmation because (laughs) if you made a list right now of bottom signals you know it'd score pretty highly in my opinion like the miners are are like they're getting absolutely slaughtered as well you know um Mm -hmm. everyone's feeling the pain and it feels like on top of that Oh, it get worse. It could go, you know, the game might be up, crypto might be completely gone for. This is when I wish I was I was buying Bitcoin in, in March 2020. <laughs> That's just it. If you bought ETH at $100 on the last low, if you bought Bitcoin on the last low of $4,000, you know, I don't think we're going to reach these levels again. I think we are going to get, you know, hecka, hecka close, you know, but. Overall, 
10,000 is still 120% above the last low. You know, $400 on ETH, 420 whatever that may be, is still four times what it was at the last low. So, you know, if we're not going to see the bounce in here, which we absolutely still can, there's still potential that we, you know, we wick to 13, we bounce, we, we start blasting up from there. We bounce 600, 700, we bounce from there. Um, but just it's just about, you know, not having that hopium, not thinking that it's going to until we see the signs that for sure it's turning around in that level. You know, it could it could just as easily blow past these zones and and take a much heavier step into the downside before taking off um, for the next run. So just being aware of all that, you know, overall, ETH is still up 10 times what it was just two years ago on the low. And Bitcoin, as of two years ago, is still up, you know, three to four times as well. So. I'm not too concerned about the overall macro. Like I said, if if we see an 8 to 10k Bitcoin, I'm going to be using that as opportunity. I'll be very, very stoked at that point. And I think it's just, you know, we're still in this bear situation. The weekly, the weekly, the two week, the monthly, they're all red, they're all spinning, they're all facing down. And you can't go against trend. Trend, obviously, for the last almost a year straight has been in a very aggressive downtrend. So, you know, don't <laughs> pick your battles. It's not something you want to be trying to swim against um, an ocean of descending price action. So, uh, Jay, do you have any final thoughts? Any final anything at all you want to jump in before we close things out? Uh, well, yeah, pretty much just stay patient. <laughs> Patience pays off. You know, um, and th- th- that's my thought, really. You know, and I think this bear market is proving that. And it's a, uh, <laughs> you know, until we truly see more signs and some real bottoming, um, then patience has been the best friend. You know, and if you're comfortable picking some up at these prices, go for it. You know, um, at the same time, it could definitely go lower too. You know, no financial advice, like always, but. You know, I think patience definitely pays off here. And with everything else in the world going on in the macro environment, the sentiment, FTX, all that, all the shenanigans, right? Then yeah, just stay patient. That's my best advice. Exactly. Not necessarily aimed at you, of course, the ultimate baked potato. But, you know, anyone (laughs) listening, patience is, uh, you know, you could have just literally done anything else all of 2022. Just anything. And, and And you would be doing better than... 99% 99% of traders that have tried to trade this market. That's it. That's it. Literally, you know, if you had one Bitcoin at 68,000 and you sold, you can either be buying now and have four Bitcoin or what, you could be waiting jerk. to eight and have seven. I'm just saying. That's, you know, that's it's, pretty it's all about It's all about perspective. You could have 7x just by doing nothing but being patient and waiting to buy if you had sold at the right time. Mm-hmm. So be patient, my friends. Be good. Hopefully you have a great rest of your day. And as always, make sure you check out TripleConfirmation.com. We had a really good AMA yesterday. If you guys missed it, it'll be posted soon. And we look forward to moving on, moving on. Thank you guys for your time. Appreciate you. Take care. Bye-bye.